dare I say, I just can't get the help that I need around here. (laughs) Am I actually going to talk about this on the podcast? You bet your buttons I am, because here's the truth of the matter. I totally know what it feels like to sit in this victim mentality where we feel like we never, ever, ever get the help that we need around the house. And truth is, you probably aren't getting the help that you need around the house. But what is there even to do about it? You've asked so many times, hey, is it possible for you to take out the trash? Hey, can you please take out the trash? Hey, can you please just pick up the clothes from in front of the hamper and put them in the hamper, let alone how many times you've just said, hey, I mean, the dishwasher is actually dirty and it's empty and it's ready to be loaded. I can't for the life of me understand why all these dirty dishes are sitting in the literal sink right next to it. Like, I'm about to lose my mind and so are you. Is it possible? Is it possible for just a few days to get a little help around here? (laughs) Can I get an amen? (laughs) Truth of the matter is I have some incredible strategies that I'm going to be sharing with you. Actually, five really quick tips to be able to really look at this from a much different perspective, one that's actually fruitful, one that's actually going to bring forth the results that you're really, really looking for to truly be able to get a little bit more help around the house. Because we all know how hard you work. You know how hard you work. I know how hard I work and how hard you're working too. And the last thing that we want is to end up at the end of the day feeling bitter and resentful and frustrated and undervalued and underappreciated. So I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode. If you are actually truly feeling like maybe you could use a little bit or a whole lot of extra help around the house that you just can't seem to get, how about you grab a pen and paper, write number one through five on that bad boy, because we're about to dive in to today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves. Dig in and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Welcome to another episode. I'm so glad to meet you here. There's been so many incredible reviews popping up on the podcast and women coming into the Facebook group that just light up my world. And I know you're listening and just know that I'm watching. I know that you're there. Like, I really do know that you're there. And it is incredible. It's a blessing. It gives me hope on hard days. It gives me joy, so much joy and so much passion to be able to take this little unique part of me and who I am and put it into a podcast format 
and have you jot down a few notes and actually go implement in your life. I hope that you went and grabbed a piece of paper or your notebook that I hope you just keep a notebook like I did for so many years when I was like hardcore into consuming podcasts. I consume um, different content now, uh, paid content through programs that I'm in. And so uh, I've kind of stopped with some of the podcasts, which I still have the same concept, but I I had a notebook in my kitchen. Now I have a notebook in my workspace where I use that instead in there. But I always had a notebook in my kitchen because I felt like I was constantly listening to podcasts while I was cooking and cleaning in the kitchen. And I would just like, oh my gosh, I have to write that down. And so I'd grab my notepad that I just always had in there. And that's where I kept my podcast notes. And then when it was time for me to go implement, I would grab that and I knew where to find it. And so I hope that you have that. I hope that you have that every time you listen to the show. But specifically, I hope that you have that notebook today. And here's why. As I go through these five tips, I'm going to give you examples of what this looks like in my life. Because I am you and you are me and we are just the same. We're busy. We work from home. We're juggling a lot of things. Maybe you work outside of the house, but you still juggle all the things and you're still trying to take care of all the people and all the animals and all the children and all of the stuff that happens inside your house, the schedules, the cleaning, the cooking, all the stuff. And I get it. I'm totally there. And so I'm going to be able to give you examples of what this looks like in my life as we go through these five tips. And when I do that, it is guaranteed that you will immediately hear a story in your head at the same time that you hear me talking to you about how this could actually work in your life. And when you hear that, I want you to press pause. Don't keep listening. Press pause immediately and write down what you hear because those are the answers. That's your example. That is your implementation strategy right there. Just listen to it. Write it down. Whenever I give you examples, think about how that could be you. You won't even have to think about it. It will just be like this this thing that kind of starts to play out in your brain and thoughts that you will be having. And that's what you really want to take away from today's episode, okay? So get your pad of paper, write down number one through five. While you're off looking for that (laughs) or drying your hands off from doing dishes or laundry or whatnot, helping kiddos wash their hands, I want you to really think about if you are ready. If you're ready to do this implementation with me right off the bat and you know that it's time to make sure that you get the help that you need around the house, that you want to know how to communicate this, that you want to know what it is that you want to communicate, and you want to be be able to have the systems in your home completely squared away so that you can not only communicate them to your husband and your kids, but so that you can make more time to just take care of yourself and to be able to pour into your passion like your business and have the hours that you need to be able to do that. If you are ready and you know that, my academy is open for you. You can go to chelseajoe.co backslash academy and you can hop in right now today. Get started. If you don't know if you're ready yet and you're not sure, I have a free workshop for you. It will help you understand all of the visual pieces. It will help you understand if the academy is the next best step for you. It's such a beautiful place for you to learn if you're not sure if you're ready. So if you are in that position, go to chelseajoe.co backslash workshop. Watch the workshop. 
And then you can always pop over, you can shoot me a DM and we can talk about it. We can talk about if this is the next best step for you, if you're ready to implement, if you're ready to make big change, because that is what I want for you. All right. How about we talk about these five tips that I know without a shadow of a doubt, I have gone through the ringer to try and figure out for myself. And let's be really clear. I don't do this right every time. I don't do this right. Maybe half or most of the time. Can you even quantify something like this? But truly, when it comes to getting the help that I need, I will say that I am not afraid to ask for help. I'm really not. I know that I cannot do this alone. I call my mom when I need help. I call my mother-in-law when I need help. I call my friends when I need help. I call my husband when I need help. I call my kids when I need help, you know, and sometimes I get a call upon myself when I need help and there's nobody around. (laughs) I call upon my faith before all things, of course, but you know, I, there's a place where you just got to dig deep and be like, Hey, am I really sucky at asking for help? You might want to start there. (laughs) That's going to be the first place that you start. That's not even tip number one. But if you're really crummy at asking for help, that is probably why you don't get the help that you need around the house. (laughs) So you're going to want to start there. But for everybody else that feels like, you know, I can ask for help. I'm, I'm not afraid to ask for help. I just really can't seem to to get the help that I need. Like that frustrating moment of everything that I laid out in the intro to this episode where it's like, how many times have I said, I am at the end of my rope. Can you please cook dinner once a week? Can you please anything? Insert any of the things. Write it down right now. What's the thing? What's the thing that you've asked for 15,000 times? or five times, or twice, or once, or you haven't asked for it yet, but you know you want to, and every single time you want to, you just bite your tongue, and you don't say anything at all, because you don't know how to say it. Whatever that thing is for you, that is the example that we're going to use, that you are going to use when we're going through this today. So here's your five quick tips. Number one, to be able to get support, right? Because really what it's looking for is the support. You don't want somebody to help you that's just doing it and they're going to resent you and roll their eyes the entire time. You want somebody that actually supports what you're asking for and what you need right now and what you need next week and what you need a month from now, right? You want somebody that's really on board. And so the first thing that we're going to have to do in order to get that support is not what you think. (laughs) The first thing that you're going to have to do is know what you need. It starts with you. It really does. That sounds so cliche. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. It's not what you want to hear. It's not like, tell them in this fancy way. That's not how it works. You have to know what you need. And I don't think you do. I don't think you know what you need help with. I think you're frustrated. I think you're probably hurt and maybe even just tired. (laughs) Maybe you're lonely not, I'm not laughing at the lonely part. Sorry. The tired part I was laughing at because, (laughs) sorry. I mean, like you probably are really tired and whenever I'm tired, I'm either crying or laughing because I'm delirious. It's one of the two and it's probably the latter right now, but truly like being able to know what you need is so much more than like this surface 
like visceral feeling that you're having. I'm talking about like, do you actually know what you need help with? Do you really need help with the dishes? Do you? Because most of the time when I'm like, Ugh, why is he just sitting in there playing with the kids? I'm in here and I'm doing this cooking and I'm packing lunches and I'm filling water bottles and cleaning up and I asked him to help clean up. And it's like, you know, I'm having this like <laughs> in my head. I'm so upset. <laughs> and then I'm like, Chelsea, you have 25 minutes to do three tasks. You don't need help with this right now. And so then I stop and I'm like, That's, I don't need help with that. I'm good. Right. And maybe you aren't even like able to dial in that micro niched into pockets of your day like I am and be able to have those dialogues with yourself Maybe you just got to go big. Maybe you need to go really big and say, I don't even know what I need from week to week. If you don't know what you need from week to week, we have an incredible resource for you on the, on the website. If you go to chelseajo.co and you click on free, all of our free resources are up there. You will see our workshop because our workshop is free. And you'll also see a workbook that's called fundamental needs. And these are the things that you need. And if you don't know what they are, you should figure them out because that's the first step to being able to get the help and the support that you want is being able to articulate what are the core things that you cannot negotiate every single week. And I'm constantly communicating these. They're not Blaine's needs. He doesn't understand them. He doesn't need them. I do. And so they're not front of mind for him. You know, we're, we're six years into our marriage and that's, In its infancy, compared to the lifetime that we'll have together, truly, these needs of mine are not front of minds to him. And and I hope and I pray that with dedicated work and communication on our marriage, that someday his needs will be front of mind for me and my needs will be front of mind for him. But until that day happens, I'm going to keep communicating it. But sometimes they change. And how unfair to him if I just expected him to know them? Or if I didn't even know them myself and I was fussy and I was frustrated and I was had attitude and I was upset in, in passing moments or in passing days or in passing weeks or months or years towards my family, towards my kids, towards my husband, because my needs were unmet, but I didn't even know what they were, right? So you've got to know what your needs are in order to start asking for help and to be able to get the help that you need. And they need to be really thought out. Like it's a big deal to ask someone else to take away from what they could be doing for others or for themselves and give to you. And sometimes we just expect that our spouses and our children and the people that care about us should do that for them because we're, we are servant mothers and wives and daughters and friends and we give and we give and we give and we give and we we just think like well why wouldn't somebody else want to just give and give and give and give back to me and it it becomes this moment where you have to stop and say to yourself look I really need to be able to know what I need to be able to communicate it to be able to open up to be able to talk about it to then pass that to be able to get what I need. Okay, here's the next tip. The most important thing that you can do in order to get help truly is to just pick one thing. I think 
so often we're so bombarded with so many things that overwhelm us and we just feel the weight of it constantly that sometimes we just have like verbal diarrhea and we, we just like audibly dump all this stuff out and we reach our breaking point and it all comes out. And that's just like a hardcore no. So the most important thing that you can do is just communicate one thing, pick the most important thing for that day, right? For that week or just in general. If you've never communicated this, this is not a strong point in your marriage. This makes you really nervous. You've had big arguments over it before. You cry a lot. You yell a lot. You are a stuffer and it never comes out and you are terrified to open up. Wherever you're at, (laughs) whatever one of those you are, just make sure that you know the one thing that you really need. So for me, the one thing right now, And it changes, right? Depending on what I've got going on in my life, what the girls have going on, it changes. But right now, it's just, hey, Blaine, before you go on tour, he leaves and he leaves for a couple days when he's firefighting. Before you leave, can you please just make sure, and I'm not asking you to do this on your own, can you just help me? Can you please help me to make sure that I don't start out with a dirty kitchen. I just want to make sure that the dishwasher is ready to be loaded and there's no dishes in the sink. That's all I want. I'm like, because I'm home alone with the kids by myself and it's so much easier for me to love them well and for me to be the kind of mom that I want to be and that you want me to be to these girls when I'm not bogged down by sink full of dishes can you please just help me with that? Sure. Great. Awesome. That's my one thing right now. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. I could ask probably for a thousand things, (laughs) but it's just that one thing. It's like, can you, can you help me with this one thing? Okay. Here's tip number three. Be super encouraging. As run down and discouraged as you may feel, with not getting the help that you need. And you maybe have talked about this before and you're still not getting the help that you need. And so there's a lack of hope and a lot of discouragement there. You are going to have to lead the way. And tip number three is to be encouraging. You have to be positive. You have to frame this in a way that lets them know that they are a great helper, even though you're probably thinking that they suck. (laughs) I remember my grandmother telling me when I was younger that that was like the worst word that a woman could ever use. (laughs) And here I am on the podcast. Oh, my grandmother. Love her to death. I do. She taught me via my mother, truly. It's so many things, but there's just funny things, you know, that always pop up in my mind. And that's definitely one of them. But I bet you're thinking it, you know. I mean, maybe you're thinking some other choice words, possibly. But honestly, like, even though you think those things, it's just because of frustration and bitterness and resentment, right? Like there are good things about every person, including your spouse, no matter how much, and even your kids, even your older kids that you're like, look, mine can't literally cannot seem to get her clothes in the laundry hamper to save her soul. I'm like, really? It's like two, two steps. It's literally on the floor in front of the hamper. I'll never understand it. Blaine's not that husband at all. He's super tidy. He's very tidy. Like he's more tidy than I am. Like 
slightly annoying, actually, if I'm being honest. I love him and he's not annoying, but like the tidy level is something else. <laughs> but my kids, on the other hand, are not super tidy. And so I have learned that whenever I express in a positive manner, hey, you are super, super good at making sure that you push in your chair every single time you get up from the table. Can you also add to that and remember to put your sink in the, your plate in the sink or your plate in the dishwasher, right? Be encouraging. And that thing with Blaine, when it doesn't happen, as frustrating as it might be, when he comes home, it's like, hey, I'm super sorry that I wasn't able to get the house picked up. I'm like, I got super behind that thing with the kitchen. You left for work. We, we, not you, we, which we're going to talk about that (laughs) as one of the five things. We're talking about that in a minute. We weren't able to get the kitchen done. Um, We stayed out really late and we had a lot of fun with the kids. And so we chose to do that instead of making sure that the kitchen was taken care of. And like, I'm sorry, I just, I couldn't do it. So would you mind helping me work on it now? Because you're really, really great at making sure that the dishwasher is unloaded. And I love it whenever you do that with me. And he really is like, he's really is. And so you got to find something that you love and be really encouraging about it. And when you encourage someone, they will feel encouraged. And when somebody feels encouraged, they're more likely to do something. They're more likely to act more likely it's to engage than if they were to feel discouraged. All right, here is tip number four, which this is one of my favorites, actually, to make sure that you get the help that you're really looking for around your house. You've got to let other people have their own ideas. And this goes for your kids, really, no matter how old they are, truly, if they're crawling they've got their own ideas about things, right? And so when my kids were crawling and they were toddlers and and it was time to help clean up in order to get their help, they had to be able to make their own decisions. Do you want to do the blocks or do you want to do the Legos? And they got to decide. They got to have ideas. And this is so important for your husbands. It's, and probably for your older kids too. My oldest one is, um, really not that argumentative, if that, for lack of a better word, you know, she does, she doesn't contest much. She does sometimes she's a normal kid, but she's definitely not that personality. And she's also not a teen yet. And so, you know, although I do expect her to be a great child and I expect for as many years as she, you know, is (laughs) going through a bazillion changes and experiencing life and learning and exploring her own thoughts and her own independence. I I do have the best expectations and intentions to continue to kind of culture this environment in our home alongside of my husband that allows them to have their own ideas. But my younger one, she like has the personality of me and her dad both together. And it is something else. It is something else. (laughs) Watch out world. Bailey Mae is coming. She's coming. You know, she just has a lot to say about a lot of things. I don't know where she gets that from you guys. (laughs) 
Skeet, it might be me, but Blaine's the same way in like a totally different regard. Anyway, the point is to make sure that they have their own ideas about getting things done. And you're probably listening to this podcast because you're real eager to systemize and like get everything done. And you're probably really tired of it not being done. And so you're ready to like have somebody light a fire underneath your bum and get going. And sometimes that creates this steamroll effect and other people get squashed in the process. And for your husband, it's super important for him to know that he has a space and he has a place, even though you pretty much rule the roost because he's gone and he's out working, you're home, you're with the kids most of the time. Like Blaine's with our kids a lot, but I'm with him all the time, you know, um, And he has incredible abilities and he's very involved with his children, but I'm still with him the most. And so I have this intuitive and innate ability to understand them. And communication is my bag. I mean, I'm not like I'm perfect at it, but it's what I love, you know. And so I'm always eager to test a new sentence, to test a new word choice, to test a positive versus a negative. And that just is not where Blaine loves to live like me. And so it's very, very easy for me to just be like, Hey, this is what we're doing. And I'm excited about it. I'm super excited about it because I know it's going to work. I've tested it a thousand times. It's totally going to work. Right. And how dare you get in my way? And I don't do that on purpose. And so I'm constantly checking myself because it feels disrespectful to him truly. And it feels disrespectful to your children. And It's always with the best intentions, but the most important thing that you can do to be able to get the help that you need is ask them, Hey, I'm having a really hard time keeping the laundry done. Do you have any ideas on how you could help make that better on how we could make that better and never place all of it on me and never place it all on anyone else? We is a great word to use because it involves you and it doesn't single out anyone else or Hey, I'm really keeping up with our laundry, but I'm having a hard time keeping up with the kids' laundry. Do you have any ideas on how we can make that work? On how we can keep up with the kids' laundry? Whatever that is, right? And just wait. If he says, I have no ideas. Nah, I don't really know. Nah, what's so hard about it? Then you could answer. Well, here's what's hard about it. Show him your time blocks. Show him where your life lives. And say, this is why this is hard for me. I, I, I show the proof and I show the data to Blaine all the time. This is why this is hard for me. Look, I'm doing my very best work and I need help. I can't keep up with it on my own because of look. And I show him, right? But if he does have ideas, if your husband does have ideas, do them. Do them. And if you're on opposite ends of the spectrum... And you're just like, oh my gosh, this is not going to work. I've tried this before. You can just not say a word and you can try it and you can all learn together because maybe it might surprise you. They have good ideas. I promise. Even though sometimes we don't think they're good ideas, they do have great ideas and it might not seem like it's going to work, but you'll both learn together and it will be better that you've worked together that is the best outcome that you could have because what you're looking for is support. And if you're working together, you are going to get the support that you need. And that is only going to grow 
this momentum that you need to constantly be working together and get the help that you need around the house and in the tasks and in the calendar and in the chores and in the scheduling and in taking people places and paying the bills and all the things, the cooking, all of it, right? All of it. So what you really are trying to look for here is a way to make other people's ideas come together and compromise. If, if the idea is just like so hard for you to swallow and you're like, I just, I just cannot do laundry once a month. Like I don't want to take an eight hour day to do laundry once a week. It's not going to work. I'm not, I can't do that. I've tried that. I don't know if that's going to work. You're thinking all these things. You can just say, okay, I'm super willing to try that for two weeks. And then after that, if it doesn't work, here's my idea. Can we try my idea next? But I will give my, my best self to your idea because it might work and I'm totally okay with that, right? There's encouragement, there's buy-in, you're open to their ideas and then watch them show up for you. Watch them show up, right? That is what we're looking for. All right. Here's tip number five. And tip number five is not something that you're going to do. It's something that you're going to not do. (laughs) I know. I always try and make sure that you know exactly what to do. But the most important thing here that you, if you pick any of these, pick number five. If you start somewhere, when you go to talk about getting the help that you need, make sure that when you start to open your mouth about it, you never blame. Don't blame the children. Don't blame your spouse. Don't blame him for where you are in this position. And I know this is going to sound and be really hard for some of you because it's been really hard for me. And I've been in situations where my story doesn't sound like my story sounds now. And I didn't get help. And the the relationship that I was in before I was married, before I was a single mom, was really hard. And I experienced things that, you know, I put myself in a situation in a really, really, really hard and horrible situation. And a lot of these tips wouldn't have worked. They just wouldn't have. You know, it was, you know, by definition, an abusive and cyclical relationship. And no matter how much I tried, There just were some other things that were going on that made some of these things not work. But what I've learned now from being in a healthy relationship and being blessed with an incredible husband is that we still at times feel misunderstood and feel really resentful and burnout and frustrated and it makes us want to blame our spouses. And I will say that it's not his fault or your children, right? This goes both ways. It's not his fault alone that you're in the position that you're in. It's really not. You both got here by way of what you said yes to so many times over and over and over and over and over again. You allowed months and months and years and years of this situation that you're in right now to happen without working your tail off to make it different. There are things that you have done or have not done There are things that you have said no to by way of 
controlling every single thing that makes you nervous, saying no to this, saying no to that. No, I won't do this. No, you can't do that. No, 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 because it makes you nervous. No, I don't want you to help me with that because you didn't do it right. Or no, the last time you did this, it didn't work out and the kids got picked up late, right? How many times have you tried to control a situation and said no to him? and said no to them. No, I don't want you to help me cook dinner because you never clean up or because you make a mess or whatever it might be, right? No, I don't want you to help clean the bathroom because the toilet doesn't actually get cleaned all the way. How many times have you said no? How many times have you passively said yes on the flip side of that, right? All of these things that you want to blame other people for are not solely their responsibility and are not only their fault. You cannot blame other people. You can't blame anyone for not getting the help that you need. So make sure that before you look at why am I not getting the help that I need, that you really sit down and you look at what have I allowed or not allowed to get me into this position. You have to be willing to try and try and try again with different approaches with a different heart, with patience, patience of that of a Tibetan monk, as my husband would say, (laughs) right? Lots of patience, lots of patience. I feel you. This is not a magic trick, you guys, not a magic wand. This is like real life stuff over here. This is what I'm constantly replaying in my brain to make this happen. It's constant. It's work. It's intentional hard work and you can do it. Here's what I know to be true. Every time, every single time I do this wrong, because I do, it confirms the absolute truth about all five of the tips that I just shared with you when I do get it right. It works every single time. When I, and let's repeat these, first, know exactly what it is that I need. Two, pick one thing to start with. Don't bombard people. Make sure that I'm encouraging, which is number three. Four, get their ideas on the matter. And then five, when I don't blame. If you want help getting your communication systemized so everyone in the family knows the routines, the schedules, the cleaning rotation, and on and on and on, and they're on boards to help you out, then come with me. Join the Systemize Your Life Academy. You're going to get the support that you need to learn all of these tips and actually implement them daily, weekly, monthly, and annual communication check sheets are there ready for you to print right now. Modules recorded with me and my husband. So you can actually see what this looks like being communicated from a guy. Very simple, super straightforward. It's all there for you. You can get the help that you need in your house and the support you so deeply desire to have. ChelseaJoe.co backslash academy to get started today. It's been a great episode with you and I look forward to meeting you back here really soon on another episode of the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. 
What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.